You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms, and if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hello, and thank you so much for joining for this episode. This is an ENM mini. Today, we're talking about why humility is essential in each and every relationship and why you must both pursue it to succeed. I really like to coach couples and individuals, and this is one of those episodes that I encourage you to talk about with your partner, share with them, and make sure you're on the same page because it's absolutely essential to have humility to really succeed together. And that's because at the beginning, of our relationships, sometimes it feels so much more like, you know what, of course, humility is already there. It's already natural. And I see what a gift my partner is to me. But then later we come into the space, everyone does that fundamental attribution error of believing that we have a little bit more to offer. We have a bit of an edge and soon that little more can become a big more. And we can come into a narcissistic, very Western, very individualization, autonomous sort of me as higher, you as lower kind of space, this hero villain uh, flattering ourselves. And honestly, with our friendships, it can be very easy to have this happen too in this sense, that our friends see us at our best and they see us in a virtuous space and in a very reciprocal giving space. And they're not the one to catch our fall as much. They're not usually the one to have this space of like seeing us at our worst and our partner is frankly. So it's super important that you come to this episode and much more importantly to your relationship with the understanding and appreciation of what humility is and how it can be a virtue that will and must be given and received in your relationship for you to both succeed together. So before we get to that, I want to invite you to the Enia Summit on Love and Relationships. As you probably know, this is a free event, March 5th through 7th, and I'm so excited to be there to talk about conflict with you. I'm excited to be joined by Sarah Jane Case, Suzanne Stabile, Elizabeth Bennett, Tyler Zach, and so many others who are giving us life-giving tools for how to get along better and how to actually work in our relationships better in order to later have the fun and joy and peace that we long for. So know that Putting in the work is worth it, but yet we also try to make these talks fun and engaging. You know, I don't like to bore you, so make sure you join us and make sure that you, if you want additional benefits, bonuses, cues for how to make the changes and shifts, we also have additional all-access package for you as well. And I've got both of those things in the show notes for you. And most of all, I just hope that you continue to see that we're all on this journey together uh, in this community to grow. I'm growing right with you alongside you, putting things into practice with you. And hopefully that can lend itself to all of us coming from a place of humility and not coming from this place of I'm better than. So it 
goes right along with today's teaching and it puts some legs on nuancing how you can each do that work. So just make sure you check everything out in the show notes as it's going to be a beautiful place for you to grow and shift together in your partnership. This is something you can both do. This is something you can do on your own. Um, so let's jump into today's topic on humility. I already said just a little bit that sometimes you're going to have that space with your friendships where they just see you as virtuous and they're like, I can't imagine why your spouse would ever have that struggle with you. Uh, but to define humility is really the absence of pride of pride and conceit in a relationship. And I think it's just important that you notice to have healthy pride means I take care of this and that, and here's my strengths. But to have this unhealthy pride would be I'm good in every area and I'm better than my spouse by way of not just virtue, but even at the baseline. And I'll remind you that there's good and bad things about most philosophies out there. And one of them from John Locke reminded us that people need an education and then we're all improved by that education. But I'm here to remind you that just as I said, not every philosopher has every single piece correct. And one piece that he's missing is that even if we had equal educations with our partners, even if we were like, I'm at the exact same Ennea Summit as you, we heard everything, we took it in the same way, we still have something Locke didn't know which is different neurobiologies, epigenetics. He didn't realize that. And we actually now know so much more about trauma that it can happen in utero. We know that everyone still has a different neurobiology, even without just our nature differences, but also our nurture differences. So you have to understand as we walk into this conversation about humility, that humility really says, my spouse has gifts I don't have, and I have gifts they don't have. And that's for all of us to really take a deep breath with, to notice. And the beautiful thing is when we put on humility, we get along so much better culturally. And we get along so much better in the marriage culture too. Interestingly, when you are even meeting somebody outside of your culture and you notice that they have differences, sometimes we can unfortunately outgroup each other. But when we get to know them, Research tells us in social psychology, we like them better because we're really giving time to see, oh, wow, there's people of different cultures or faiths or practices that I wasn't aware of that can also give to me. I remember being a little kid and my teacher was shocked and horrified when she's like, what do you guys think of, you know, the opposite sex? And I was like, boys are dogs. And she laughed so hard. And of course, I changed my mind many times over about that. But it was a process that I had to get to know boys outside of my brother, who probably I thought was that he probably thought the same about me. And so it's really important to know that hopefully you too have grown and changed from some earlier opinions you've had of siblings or parents or uh, even exes. And now hopefully you can see people a little less reductionistically and more holistically. And that absolutely includes your spouse because often the one, as Wes and I said on Monday, light we can't always see is our spouse's gifts and attributes. So I want to make sure you are reminded and shored up for that on a basic level. And I want to make sure we do some more nuanced work. So let me give you a few different ways that you can cultivate humility in general in your relationship as well as in your Enneagram work. And then we'll move on and go practice these. So the first part is inviting feedback and allowing your family the people closest to you who live with you. Um, and if your friends are this, that's fine too. But the people closest to you 
to tell you about how you have blind spots and ask them, like, what are the things you feel like I could grow in right now? And obviously don't do this on a day when you're super stressed and tired, but this is a general practice for you to start incorporating more. So you can do this on a time when you feel like I can handle this feedback. And you can use the sandwich techniques we've taught here as well. If you want to say, like, what are some good things about me? And then what's something hard? Now, also, learning from others is another way you can cultivate humility. To really allow yourself to see, I have something that I can learn from every human here. You'll notice I have guests of all types here on this show because I really believe everyone has something to teach me. And trust me, I even have room to grow in humility. I'm not saying I'm so humble. I'm just saying that I know this truth, that everyone has worth and dignity and value, and therefore we can all learn from each other. So allow yourself to hear what others have to tell and allow their stories to matter to you. And especially in your marriage, let them teach you what they know. They have things you don't have. Also recognize each other because when we're in that space of pride, we forget that other people have great things to celebrate sometimes. And we might be just on our own track. Even our anxiety might lead us there where we're like, okay, I've got to do this next and that next. And who saw what I did? And instead, it's more about you know what? I'm not going to close my eyes to the successes of others. In fact, I'm going to invite it in and celebrate. And that includes your spouse. That's a very great space to start with. Even if it's just a weekday convo that you take today, if you're listening on a weekday and you just say, you know, I just really wanted to let you know how much I appreciate what you do. And if they're a heart type, oh my gosh, even more so, please, because heart types love and need those words. And yes, we could idealize all day long and say, oh, I hope everyone just finds their worth in God, and they do. But we also give social cues, and they're very important. So humility recognizes others. Another part of that is also a great practice that I've enjoyed, and that is allowing yourself to sit with the gratitude of what others have done for you to get where you are. That's something that came to me a few weeks ago when I I was asked to write an article about just how did I get here? And it was a great stopping point for me to just say, hmm, this person, this person, this person. And even to write them a letter was such a powerful exercise that I hope you'll incorporate too, even if you don't deliver the letter. Now, lastly, achieving for the right reasons. That's a great piece too, to ask yourself, the happiest people with the most eudaimonia or deeper joy, they achieve because they have values that work with themselves versus I'm achieving because I'm better than others. But to just say, you know, because love is a good and right thing to do more than fame or fortune, this is the best way I can live is truly knowing that my legacy will not be here in eons, but I will have this love that I've shared and that will pour through generations. So it's not about that other piece of success. It's about giving and legacy and living in these small ways that may not be seen by anybody, but just will bring more love into the world when I'm long forgotten. So I hope that you can allow for that to not depress you, but to shore you up and remind you you're human. You're here for a reason. So share with others now and be vulnerable and humble enough to say, in this limited time and space and in my limited giftings, I'm so grateful to share them. And why I wanted you to share this with your partner is I think it can be dangerous when we come away from that sense of pride and go into shame. And I don't want that for you. I don't want that to be your journey. I want you to be able to say, I have worth and value and dignity as a fellow human, a co-heir, and also my, my partner here. I want you to know you do too. So let's not shame ourselves. But let's celebrate our gifts as well as learn from each other and others. 
Now, lastly, let's just walk through briefly something each personality type can take away as well. And you can check out our Instagram series on this this week as well. But it's a very brief reminder of what might be an issue that you step into. And so as a one, you might step into putting rights before relationship too much. Sometimes you need to correct. Sometimes you need to say, oh my gosh, like there's a car coming. I have to tell you, get out of the way. But sometimes it's just a matter of how to put the dishes in the dishwasher and it's not the end of the world or it's how that toilet paper roll gets folded as we talked about here a couple weeks ago, not the end of the world. Make sure you love your people first and just see it as an opinion and maybe it's a little bit stronger or better of an argument, but don't let it make you prideful. This is just something that you can share and gift and if people don't want to receive it, that's okay. You can let go of that control. Now, type twos, make sure that you let people into your story and your struggle because a lot of times twos feel like they have to be puffed up and show and do it all. And just to hear, we struggle too in our marriage or in my life, I struggle and here's how, that is actually going to bring people towards you more than you ever realize. And you're going to be so attractive to the friends that you want and even the partner you want when they know, oh my gosh, I have stuff too. Now, type threes, make sure you often let others have the good idea. That's such a beautiful act of humility and it says hey i can be an audience member maybe we both had the good idea but i'm gonna let you have it and let you run with it and i'm not mentoring you i'm just with you as a friend on the journey now as a four make sure that even if you're a little bit envious of somebody along the way that you don't just cut them off sometimes we say to fours you know don't spend time overly scrolling but allow yourself to learn from the people that you admire and tell them that you admire them versus just allowing it to be a cold space of introverting or shaming and please know that you don't have to be ashamed either you have so much value and worth and hopefully you can continue to find friends who know that and don't shame you. Now, type fives, know that I, I get that you have this dialectic of super arrogance at times of the intellect and the beautiful gifts you have, as well as detriment, just feeling like you don't know enough and that you don't have anything to offer. And I want you to tarry in the middle there. I want you to allow the humility of knowing I don't know at all and that's okay, as well as we all have beautiful gifts, all of us, and I have some too. Now, for a six, I know that you often have in-groups and out-groups and support places, but I want you to understand that there are other sixes who are really intelligent too and who have different opinions and beliefs about being good and right. And similar to what I said to one, but now in groups, I want you to allow yourself to show love and realize that everyone has a gift to offer in the checks and balances of the world. And even those who are practicing evil probably have a long history of evil and trauma. And so I want you to exercise more love and grace as much as possible, even as you fight for justice. Now, in your seven space, if you're a seven, I know you often think, I have to do it all. And what I want you to do is reflect with humility on those who have brought you to where you are today and those who continue to help you and encourage you versus, like I said, thinking that you have to do it all. Just stop. Just breathe. Just allow yourself to see. Now, if you're in the eight space, I want you to realize that not everybody has the same energy as you do for the love that you share and that they bring to the relationship in a way that you probably aren't seeing because you're moving so fast. And so I want you to ask, ask your people, how am I missing the ways that you're loving me? And do you think I'm missing it? And they'll probably tell you, yeah, I stopped because I was doing things that you never saw. And so you could get people to move towards you if you come in with that humility of show me and teach me what I missed and are relationship. 
Now, nines, I understand how loving you are. Sometimes your humility comes in and even just naturally exudes and you don't want to say anything. But sometimes you come into your justice space too and you say like, I'm doing a lot and I know what my right action is and I wish everybody could see it. But I want you to remember this is your particular gift as a nine. You really do have this innate ability to see all sides. So when you show us and when you teach us, it really feeds our spirits and helps us to know it too. So don't lay down, come in. Of course, though, be some, be humble with it so that we don't come in feeling that you have an arrogance over us and teach us with patience. Um, so thank you guys, all of you for doing this work with me, alongside me. I'm so grateful for you. I am still doing this journey with you. That is a constant. And let's keep doing this together. And please show up for the Enia Summit if you want even more tips together. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.